This week's episode of the Going Off Podcast is sponsored by Cloud9 Audio. To advertise on the Going Off Podcast, it is a one-time $10 pledge to patreon.com slash muse. This week's episode also features a Patreon-requested album review. To request an album to be reviewed on the Going Off Podcast, it is a one-time $40 pledge to either patreon.com slash rapcritic or patreon.com slash muse. Now, on with the show. Way down in the jungle deep, the badass lion stepped on the signified monkey's feet. This is the Going Off Podcast with Rap Critic and Muse. Muse, how you doing? Uh, considerably better than last week. How about you? <laughs> uh, just as well. Uh, especially when I saw the pictures of those people, uh, you know, the, uh, the free speech, quote-unquote free speech, uh, Nazi rally that happened last week. And you saw, like, all those people were able to fit into that little... The gazebo. Yeah, and then all the people that came out. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. You know what? Maybe it's not so bad. <laughs> Maybe just coming out and showing support and the solidarity in numbers. I know people are anti-Antifa at the moment, so if possible violence isn't your bag, you know, just coming out. And the videos I saw in Durham... Um, that rally before the one in Boston, just people fucking dancing in the street. That's really all you need to do for the most part, because a lot of these people, you gotta remember, most of them aren't gonna bring weaponry. Some of them will. But for the most part, it's just a bunch of fucking internet forum trolls looking for a good time, looking to troll people, wanting to be offensive, and you know what? A lot of these people are very afraid and socially awkward and not saying that that's a bad thing, but just saying if you come out in numbers and show the support for equality and if you're anti-racist, odds are you're going to outnumber them. I saw a really interesting tweet. Richard Spencer's alt-right convention, I don't know how long ago it was, brought in about 300 people, okay? Oh, yeah, yeah. BronyCon brought in 7,000. <laughs> Just put that into perspective here. There are that many more furries than there are alt-right, or at least willing to show their faces. Mm. Even though I don't know if furries are going to show their faces, they might have fursuits on. <laughs> I think it brings up something kind of important, though. Also, someone made a really good quote. He said, imagine having an ideology so bad you have to boil down your message to, I'm legally allowed to say this. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only like justification I have. It's like, legally, I'm allowed to be wrong. It's like, well, yes, but see, that's not the issue. <laughs> the issue is that you're wrong, not that you're allowed to be wrong. Hey, you know, I hate to be this guy, but I gotta do it. I gotta do it to him. We have stickers available. <laughs> <laughs> yeah! So now that we've pissed off all the people that we do not want as customers... We're, we're trying to set our footing in the merch uh, arena on uh, Redbubble. And you want to know why? You want to know why? See, this shit didn't just come out of nowhere. D uh, did I ever tell you about... Uh, someone sent me a picture. A friend of mine sent me a picture uh, of someone uh, at a con somewhere in, like... Somewhere in the... In the I think it was, like, Nebraska or something like that. Mm. And it was at a con, and they were like, they they were selling these, uh, um, what do you call it? You know, the things they put you, you put on your on your necklace or whatever, like a little thing that you open up and you kind of see a picture oh, of somebody. Oh, a locket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And one of them was like internet personalities. And one of them was a picture of me. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I see what's going on here. Let me jump ahead of this. Let me jump in the locket game. No, I, I mean, because I, I just feel like it's like if people are going to start it, because it was sort of the same thing that happened to, I, I actually um, was reading about the Wu-Tang Clan. Uh, of course, I had to write a paper for them, but years before mm-hmm. I actually uh, w- read their book and they were talking about how like, um, you know, we set up our merchandise because people were already selling basically shoddy versions of, uh, you know, fucking merchandise. Anyway, we might as well get our money. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, I yeah. Like, you know what? That's a good point. <laughs> By episode 222, there is no justifiable reason it took me this long to make going off podcast stickers. I think we just didn't think about it. You know, because you get so caught up in, like, actually making the product. Caught like, up. You know, there are some people uh, who who are like, hey, I love this thing so much, I want to, like, put it on the sticker and, like, have it on my computer or whatever. Because there are people who are just like, you know, they want to show their love for a show like that, and then someone comes up and goes like, hey, what's that sticker from? And you go like, oh, you don't know about, you know, going on podcasts, you know what I mean? That really is the way to do it, man. I can't tell you how many times I've been driving behind people in traffic and just seeing stickers on the back of their cars or whatever and just been like, what the fuck is that? And then I Google it, yeah. and, you know, you might find out something. <laughs> Yeah. So, um, as of right now, I have it set up as a collection, but if you just, uh, Google, uh, going off podcast on, uh, Redbubble, right now there are four sticker models available. One is your standard issue, it's our cartoon faces, uh, mm. says going off podcast, rap critic and muse, that's a, uh, square sticker, and then in the traditional bumper sticker design, we have, uh, somebody warn the West stickers <laughs> in both the blue that you see in the background of our YouTube videos and we have a pride variant because I love when people offer pride variants. So it's basically the same sticker but it has the rainbow flag behind it. And for the more brazen of you out there who aren't afraid to uh, display some vulgarity, we have a fuck the Donald sticker with a orange to match Trump's complexion background. If you have a favorite meme or a running joke on the show... Don't get slapped! <laughs> don't get slapped, it's a good one. That's true. You um, just have a hand coming towards the... <laughs> oh, just swiftly coming your way. <laughs> Let us know in the comment section on Twitter, Facebook. These stickers uh, come on Redbubble. They're uh, three available sizes. They're very high quality. I buy stickers from Redbubble all the time. They're very thick, very sturdy. I actually have a, a, a couple of things. Mm. Um, let me see. While, while we're just doing this right now. <laughs> Might as fucking well, because honestly, a lot of people aren't going to know otherwise. I really like the uh, logo that my man uh, Phil Bunny came up with. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, not the, well, not, I guess not the logo. It's the thing I say, the phrase. I don't oh, know. Oh, yeah. Uh, and he put it, the, you don't have to like my opinion, but I don't have to like your song. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you, you can actually get it on, like, a whole bunch of t-shirts. You can get it on, like, phone cases and phone skins, uh, laptop skins, posters. That's mm. really cool. Uh, we're also thinking about putting in, like, Rap Libs lyrics. Oh, or yeah. a poster. You know, I think that would be really cool. Art boards, there's throw pillows, mugs, which I also think is really cool. Yeah. And a lot of them are in black, so it has the sort of red, black, and, like, hints of white that mm. I think just looks really cool on stuff. There was a video that's on YouTube that was brought to my attention uh, over the weekend. 
And uh, again, signal boosting. I posted about this on Facebook and I just want more people to know about it. Um, if you've spent any time on YouTube, you're probably familiar with the Watch Mojo page. Oh my god, I can't stand those motherfuckers! So, Watch Mojo crank out, and I mean, I think it's on a daily basis, they post, um... They put, they put like, five videos a day. Because the idea is that, well, no matter what, like, one of these is gonna hit, you know? And if you right. don't, well, we have five other videos. And the thing is, they're never interesting. It's like a bot designed this, uh, webpage. It's like, yeah. we need to, you know, boil down pop culture into the 10 most digestible and, uh, but, but not go into too much detail to it because it might confuse stupid brains. The running joke is that Watch Mojo has noticeably run out of ideas. It is getting extremely yeah. niche. It's getting very specific to the point now where it's like, it's not even interesting. It's not anything people are actually going to give a shit about. Well, that's where that meme comes from, right? The top 10 anime deaths or something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or the top 10 anime betrayals or something random like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, ooh, I wonder if my favorite is in there. And I, I get it because, I mean, me and you make countdown videos. We know what it's about. But Yeah, but we actually talk about it. We actually put time and effort into this shit. We try to cater it to be, to be funny and entertaining, not just click it, then skip around every 20 seconds in the video to see what the next one is because they don't fucking care what they're saying. Our videos are considerably different because the whole point is what we're saying. You're yeah, watching exactly. it for our take and our opinion. This is cute. They have a t-shirt that says, Watch Mojo, running out of ideas since 2006. Uh, if we make a joke about the fact that we don't have any ideas, it'll be okay. Nobody's gonna fucking wear that. Nobody, nobody is a fan of Watch Mojo. That's what I'm trying to get at here. They don't have enough of a personality an or a presence. Yeah, an identity no. for, for them to matter. Look at this. Top 10 assassinations ordered by the government. Oh. The fuck? This is not the place. <laughs> for, like, really? You would want, like, a historian channel that's, like, known for, like, education, and they wouldn't... They wouldn't present it as a top 10. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, the best ways we killed people. Jesus Christ! Wh which brings us to the absolutely tasteless video that uh, I wanted to bring to people's attention, the top 10 saddest YouTube videos. If you watch this video, and I suggest you don't watch this video, honestly, I have a few suggestions. First of all, I want you to downvote it. As soon as the video starts, I want you to pause it. So they don't get any ad revenue. Don't even fucking let it play for a couple seconds. As soon as it starts, press pause. If there's an ad that plays before it, because I'm sure they monetized this shit, pause the ad. Report this video for bullying, because this is exactly what this is. Wait, Watch what? Mojo is profiting off people's misery in this video. And I'm not talking, you know, oh man, I lost my iPod. Oh, I'm so sad. No, this is people talking about death. This is people talking about suicides. The one that was brought to my attention first was uh, Ryan McGee, uh, one half of uh, Super Mega, um, made a video a long time ago because one of the people who worked on his channel committed suicide. And he posted this as a video to update the fans by basically saying, hey, we're probably not going to make videos anymore because this tragic thing happened. Watch Mojo decided to list it as an honorable mention. Yeah, like, you shouldn't be doing a list like this anyway, but no. still, 
Yeah, shit like that feels... It feels really disrespectful. I don't know if I call it bullying. Unfortunately, YouTube is set up in such a way that if you want to report a video, there's only so many things you can categorize it as, and bullying is the closest thing that matches. Why would you say it's bullying, though? It just feels tone deaf. Well, um, I'm saying, though, there isn't a category for tone deaf or tastelessness. If there was one that said, you know, tone deaf, tasteless, you know, uh, fucking anything like that, uh, capitalistic, opportunistic, uh, exploitative... Then yeah, that, sure. That, that should be a thing. Exploitative. There really should be. But unfortunately there isn't because YouTube doesn't really care that much. The only thing they really care about is copyright, uh, things that could affect uh, people making money. Like if you upload someone else's material, you can you know say, hey, they're uploading my videos, take it down, they're hurting my ad revenue. They don't really care about the feelings. I don't know. I, I, I'm wondering about if you should say that you should report a video for bullying because... I feel like someone could twist that back on us and be like, oh, you're disrespecting these artists all the time. I'm going to report your video for bullying. You that's know what I the, mean? That, that, that's not the same, though. And even no, if they do, but someone but even could do if they that do, because... YouTube is going to look at that and be like, no, that's bullshit. And they wouldn't carry through. But what I mean is, is like, OK, but then what's the point of even telling people to report someone else's? I just don't want to get in the business of telling people, sending fans after someone else's videos. You know what I mean? It should be I just removed. don't want to do that. It shouldn't be on the platform. Yeah, but I don't personally want to do that because that opens it up to be like, well, personally, I think your videos are tasteless and here are my reasons. Let's give you hell for this. You know, like, I just don't want to open that can of worms. Then what would you suggest? Don't just tell people to stop watching these goddamn videos. <laughs> the, look, the That's not going to way... stop YouTube, though. YouTube yeah. doesn't get that information. There is no way to contact YouTube other than reporting a video. But if enough people are like, oh, yeah, that, that channel, that's the one that everyone hates. People don't go to it. It gets less views. And the monetization that they do have doesn't matter because they're barely getting any views anymore. Now, what's funny to me is I, I, I decided to look at, like, what are their most popular videos? Uh, their most popular video is the top 10 Bruce Lee moments. Their second one is... Another top 10 hilarious movie sex scenes. Mm. Of course, top 10 sexy movie female villains. Mm. Top 10 hottest aliens. This is all the typical shit. Like, yeah, hot, absolutely. sexy. Either someone who's hot or something that looks really disgusting. Go, go to their oldest videos. Like, oldest videos first. Oh, yeah, yeah. Jorgita Waltz at the Hustler Lingerie Fashion Show. Travel Tips 101. Dude, why are these still up? <laughs> like the hell are they <laughs> why wouldn't you delete these or make them private you know the earlier videos what were they doing just piggybacking off of what they thought w w looked the most popular right like this isn't a channel that, like you said doesn't have its own identity it's just what's popular oh what's popular is hot chicks in the thumbnail so we're gonna make videos about hot chicks Ooh, nostalgia nostalgia is the big thing or or ooh, the latest movie that, let's talk about that you know so like that's kind of what they do now Oh my um, god, dude. If you go up to a certain point, it's just guide to bass guitar, bass riffs, part, whatever. And then there's seriously just videos of, I guess, whoever is, like, in charge of the site or one of their main guys on camera. And it's got less than a thousand views. Guide to mojo, neoclassical style. And then even top ten NFL teams of all time, number nine. They posted them individually. So they're less than oh a minute. God. Dude, I I've hit the load more button like 
six or seven times, and I've still yet to get to any of their countdowns. Why is any of this content still on here? I just found their best video. It's called, Did You Know You Be 40? So, you know, dating back to the Did You Know Gamings or Did You Know Films channels, where they specialize in telling you a whole bunch of things you might not have known or little behind-the-scenes tidbits, this video is seven seconds. What? And it uses the, like, Watch Mojo logo flying into frame to begin and end the video. Which takes about a second and a half anyway. It, 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 yeah, it takes a full second. So the content is only five seconds. And it's a guy just walking down a street telling you, very fast by the way, one fact about where the band name came from. <laughs> it's hilarious. From what humble beginnings? <laughs> like it barely exists. Like it's just like, hey, did you know that? <laughs> Wait, you gotta say this before the video is. <laughs> what? It doesn't even tell you why they did it. It. <laughs> It just, hey, did you, like, this is literally the equivalent of someone, like, on a car trip or something like that. There's no conversation, and someone goes like, hey, you know, they, they you hear that they uh, named themselves after this thing? Oh, wow, word, that's, uh, that's crazy. If I want the experience of someone trying to start a conversation with me and failing, sure, I'll go to fucking watch Mojo. <laughs> but I guess, I guess this just gives you the, um, the, the awkwardness without the uh, before or after. So, you know, I guess it does serve a purpose. What were those? You ever watch, like, like Fox Kids? Oh, or, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, like, in between the start of, of the show or whatever, right before yeah. they go to commercial break, uh, they'll be like, hey, did you know that girlfriend in Japanese is girl friend or some bullshit like that? <laughs> and it'll be like, oh, huh, all right. You know what I mean? Like, it's just shit like that. It's just like, well... I would never, like, watch a whole show of this, but because I didn't have a choice, because I'm trying to watch something else, sure, I'll take in this information. But to have, like, a YouTube channel where that's what you do is just so goddamn stupid. Like, no one asks for that. I picture, like you said, this guy's just walking down the street, right? But he's not filming himself. Someone is filming him. I just picture him and a friend walking to, like, the store or something, and they're just talking, <laughs> and he's like, hey, got an idea for a video, turn it on. Hey, did you know the the, the uh, name of the band UB40 came from the blah, 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 blah? And he's just holding the camera, and he's like, no, oh, that's it, cut it. That's it. He's like, that that's a video? Yeah, that's a video. And somehow, that seven-second video has more views than, like, most of my content somehow. <laughs> but the other thing I picture is someone writing a report on UB40, and they credit that video. They cite it in their, in their uh, sources. <laughs> I guess, if anything, this is just a testimonial that anyone can fucking make it. I mean, what the fuck is that shit? Okay, do you remember that shit, though? The bumpers. That's yeah, what they yeah. call them. Uh, they would put, like, before and after shows, right? Did you know that, like, it was something really random. It was the thing that I had said. Like, the, the word in Japanese for girlfriend is, like, girl a friend I see these visions sometimes, just like seeing these ads, and I just go like, 
Can I, I, I just want to have a day where all I do is just watch this old shit. That's basically what we do when we film shit break episodes. I don't know what the word would be to look up for this. Fox Kids bumpers where they tell you information about random things. Like, is that a subset of bumpers? Like, is there a word for that? Like, info bumpers? It's like, uh, what, what was the other one? It was like, uh, oh, did you know that it takes, like, more muscles to frown than it does to smile? <laughs> so, so, you know, keep smiling. Like, shit like that, you know? And they would get, like, some celebrity from a show on the network to tell you. Yeah, like, yeah, oh, look, yeah. look, it's so-and-so from Sister Sister here to tell me about how many muscles it takes to smile. Exactly. Or, or uh, I remember there was one for D- Kids WB, and it was like, you know, Pokemon was taken off. And they were like, oh my god, all the animated characters, they're suffering from, like, poke fever. And you saw fucking Batman cough, and he's going, a Pikachu, a Pikachu. And I was like, no. Oh, oh wow. Don't disrespect Batman like that. <laughs> they had to get someone in the studio who sounded vaguely like the original voice actor, because you yeah, know exactly. they did not get the guy from the show. <laughs> we probably weren't planning on doing a formal review on it, on the podcast unless anyone requested it on Patreon but I listened to Kesha's new album the the whole the whole album and we talked about it briefly either last week or the week before um just in short it's really good it's really really good I'm going to buy a copy that's really as far as I'm going to go into it as far as details go but this album feels like to me what Katy Perry was trying to do with her album? Kesha's new album is, I posted this on Twitter, what Katy Perry's new album should have been. Considering all the promo work that they did with Katy Perry's album of like, oh, I'm sitting around, I'm learning all this spiritual stuff, I'm, you know, like, oh man, I really don't know anything about the universe. Here I am with Neil deGrasse Tyson, here I am with Gordon Ramsay. Here I am doing yoga, and I'm doing all this stuff to expand my mind and all of this, and I'm thinking beyond myself, you know? And then you listen to the album, and it's not reflected in any of that shit. It's just the same old, they, may, they tried to paint it as if, like, oh, Katy Perry's being so uh, mature with this album, and it really isn't. It sounds basically like the same old shit, just maybe a little bit different beat-wise. I never saw anyone share any of that shit. Like, usually when... When people do a thing that's like, wow, man, this guy seems really enlightened on this. Wow, this is really cool. I've never seen anyone share it outside of people saying, look how Katy Perry is honestly trying to pander to the more enlightened crowd. You know what I mean? Like, that's all I ever see people talk about. No one ever actually says, wow, it's incredible to see this dialogue happen. It just literally looked like, man, you really this dumb? (laughs) If you went on uh, Katy Perry's uh, Twitter her description for the longest time was just, I know nothing. And it still might be, I know nothing. But it's like, it feels like bullshit. It feels like it was not genuine at all. Kesha, on the other hand, ends one of her songs by saying, As I leave this earth and sail into the infinite cosmo of the universe, the wars, the triumphs, the beauty, and the bloodshed, the ocean of human endeavor, it all grows quiet, insignificant, I... I'm nothing more than recycled stardust and borrowed energy, born from a rock, spinning in the ether. I watch my life backwards and forwards, and I feel free. Nothing is real, love is everything, and I know nothing. Katy Perry never stepped aside. She never went away. So when she comes out with a new album, it's like, oh yeah, Katy Perry's out with a new album. It's nothing special. 
With Kesha's, on the other hand, it was it was sort of an event because people were like, "Wow, what is she gonna do?" And then she comes back with not at all what you expected, and it's way different than what she did last time, and it's way more impressive. The, the music on it's great. The songs are well written. It's fun. None yeah. of those things were on Katy Perry's album. And at the end of the day, it's because Katy Perry just isn't a good songwriter. Like, well, you can't she, rely on her to write good all. songs. Does, she? Does huh? she? Does she write songs at all? Katy Perry does have writer's credits on her songs, yeah. I couldn't tell you how much of the writing she does, but she does have writer's credits. Mm. Yeah. I, I mean, in addition to, like, a whole bunch of other people and producers, yeah. But, you know, I, I, I feel like at the end of the day, like, when I heard Kesha's early stuff, I, I feel like I automatically hated it. And I'm not going to say, like, I have a sixth sense for figuring out when someone's being real and when they're not or whatever. But, you know, I think just all of us, I don't know, you just kind of have this feeling of, like, this person is exaggerating. And, and that's why I remember earlier in my show I brought up, like, oh, she's doing it for parody. But it's not good. It's really bad. And it's like, and, you know, coming to find out, it's like, yeah, I, I remember people, they, they would post up, like, interviews and stuff like that, where it's like, she's actually really smart, she's not this person at all. And it's like, oh, it's all a put-on. And that's why she's so bad at it, because it's not real, it's not who she really is. So all of this, I'm really slutty, and I did a, that wasn't her. It was something that was pushed on her by probably a fucking misogynist douchebag who was like, ooh, I know what to do with your image because you're a cute blonde woman. We're going to make you ditzy. You know what I mean? Oh, but the point is that you're ditzy, so you're doing a social comment. We don't really need to try to, like, explain what the social commentary is. We just need to say social commentary to give you cool points in the age of the think piece. You know what I mean? It's just, like, the, the bullshit. Like, the you know, but now that she's actually... And I'm not saying that you need to go through something horrible in order to be a good artist, but it's just, like, we're seeing the revealing of, like, okay, this is what she does when she puts her heart in something, you know? And and I'm seeing it, and I respect it a lot more, and honestly, I really hope, like, like I said, I have no bias towards Kesha my whole life. You guys know this. But especially seeing this change, and not just a change, like, what Katy Perry was trying to do, like, look, I'm totally woke, you guys. No, but like actually, you know, going into going into your life and trying to bring something out that could help other people with your art. Like I see that in her now and I respect it a whole lot more. On this album, you can tell even compared to Kesha's last album, because I reviewed that, too. It's like just quickly running through here, like half the songs are about just self-empowerment. Katy Perry's songs are even the songs that were supposed to be about self-empowerment. Usually aren't. The only one that kind of was, was Firework. But every song after that was about how she was empowering herself. And it was like, well, if the, if the listener can get something out of that and apply that to themselves, that's great. But this is really a story about me. But, I mean, but I honestly never believed it. Like, did anyone really listen to Roar and felt like she actually went through something? She went through breakups, and that was really, that. I mean... I don't With know how Russell bad they Brand, were, but that's like... about it. <laughs> yeah, a roar, and the other one, uh, part of me. Oh, even that one! I remember hearing that one, and just felt it just felt like my experience. Like I just fell through that song. Like it was just like, oh, that happened. Well, anyway, you know. And the video was like, oh, I cut my hair and joined the military. Uh, okay. <laughs> and, and see again as another direct comparison. 
Kesha, someone who actually did go through something, if you listen to this album, you honestly wouldn't know. Because there isn't a lot of playing up on that. There isn't a lot of reference to that. A lot of right. the songs are just like, don't let people get you down. The first track, Bastards, is don't let the bastards uh, br- uh, bring you down. She has the only writer's credit on that song. Mm. And then even the very next song is like that. Woman, the third track, is uh, all about, you know, not needing a man in your life to, like, validate you and being strong and independent, praying. I don't even need to talk about praying because we already have. She took time and focused, and this is what she was able to do. If, if you know, if the next album isn't as good as this one, I honestly wouldn't be surprised because, you know, a lot of effort seems like it was put into this. But it just comes down to, like, what someone is capable enough when they're free of the, of, like, the expectations of the label. If you write music or make beats, there are a lot of websites and apps out there claiming to replace an experienced mixing and mastering engineer while somehow algorithmically making your sound more musical. What you can't get from these apps is the human touch, a well-trained ear, that raw, heartfelt emotion that can take your demo and make it a hit. Charles Shores at Cloud9 Audio can deliver that sound you are looking for with no stress, no hassle, and best of all, reasonable prices that include revisions. Starting at $97, they can take your latest track and enhance the music to reveal its essence. Your listeners will notice, and the labels will too. Visit cloud9audio.com today for free feedback on your song. Your tracks, radio ready. This week's actual album review is a Patreon-requested album uh, requested by Jordan Stuziak. I'm really sorry if I'm mispronouncing your name uh, there, but uh, he requested Splendor and Misery by Clipping. Um, I think this was like available on Bandcamp. It's one of those uh, kind of independent uh, releases. It's uh, at least a year or two old by this point. I remember listening to it when it actually uh, came out. Um, so it was a refresher. Uh, for me, re-listening to this one, and, uh, I really enjoyed the shit out of this album. I was, uh, I was kind of surprised because I forgot how good it is. Um, especially compared to because I was actually requested to review the first Clipping album a while ago, and there were some songs that stood out, but not that many. Uh, and this one was just like, wow, okay. It was just like, I liked seeing what a group or a guy and producer, I'm not exactly sure the clipping setup, I probably should have looked that up, but I didn't, uh, is capable of when they're just showing you what hip-hop could be. Like, this is not a conventional hip-hop album at all. It says experimental, but I don't really even know if I would call it experimental. It's just a concept album with all these really weird elements thrown in to the blender, and I was uh, specifically interested uh, to see what uh, you thought of uh, this album. Going into this, um, <laughs> maybe I confused him with like someone else. Uh, I think um, Doom Tree. Yeah, I, was like, I oh, can see that, or maybe uh, Death Grips. Yeah, no, no, no. Death Grips is like noise rap. There is specific thing, but like just a sort of underground, not really loud, but definitely like different, experimental. I was like, oh, clipping. 
Oh yeah, I remember somebody did a review of them. The some song where, where like an alarm clock plays for like the whole song, <laughs> yeah, annoying shit like that. And I was like, oh, I know what I'm prepared for with this. And then there was a song called "Wake Up," and I was like, oh god, is it gonna happen here? <laughs> <laughs> but apparently, that's on another album. That's another album. So, um, so yeah, I, I get on this, and, I, and I'm already sort of feeling like, all right, I know what this is gonna be. I'm gonna. You know, it's going to be, oh, we're experimental. Uh, we're trying really hard to be experimental. Look how different we are. And so I listen to it. And the first time I get through it, I'm like, all right, that wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. But, you know, it, it, that, was, that was actually pretty cool. All right. You know, that was OK. And then I listened through it the second time. <laughs> this is really one of those albums where you really like that second time. That first time is just sort of like the sort of. Everything just gets impressed upon you. It's the splattering of the paint up against the, your mind, which is the canvas. The second album is where you start to see, oh, that was forming a picture. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, like, I'm listening to it the second time, and I was like, wait a minute. This is about, like, someone's journey, like, actually, like, stealing a spaceship and going out into the void. And they don't know what they're seeking. They're just trying to get to freedom but there's nothing around them but just darkness and you know it's a it's it's a representation of space but it's also a representation of uh it's also a metaphor for like you know going out into the wild blue yonder uh, I mean not wild blue yonder but just like going out into the world and making your own way and not really having any direction where it's going but it's also a double reference to uh escaped slaves in the south they're like they're moving up through the north and they don't, they have no idea what the rest of the country is going to look like, whether or not it's going to welcome them, anything like that, you know? And because like all throughout the album, there's these like slave spiritual songs that kind of get played. And it's just like, it's so fascinating that there's this contrast of, of, uh, you know, uh, what was it? What is it? Acapella, acoustic, you know, normal voice, just like, like old time singing gospel tunes mixed with these very mechanical sounds especially on songs like um oh what was that was a, a break the glass or uh or uh or a better place you know and so like the first time i was just like all right this is fun it's being random going all these different places but the second time i listened to it my brain was able to like really understand it so i feel like this review is literally just to be like Go in the first time already expecting this so you can just like hear it the first time the way I heard it the second time. <laughs> so, yeah, so the first song is sort of like using the it's the introdu introduction uh, of like the the black, you know, spiritual from back in the day. And then the second song is like sort of I love it. Like so much of it t takes place where it sounds like the ship is talking about yeah. the character, you know, and so like, um. And I love it's like, it's a story, but in a very free, like, this is a story album. And it, it really is one of those things where if you just heard, like, one or two of the weird songs off of it, you'd be like, what the fuck is this? But, like, as soon as you hear it in context of the album, because I'm pretty sure I've heard one of these songs before, and I was like, um, okay. You know? But, like, right, now that yeah. I hear it all together, I'm like, this is genius. You know? So, um... Uh, like, uh, what what is this lyric? Uh, and, and the very first, like, real song. So you have The Breach which is sort of like uh, telling you basically this guy is escaping. Then you have All Black Everything, which is, I love how it flips the sort of like, because that was sort of a thing for a while. People were like, yo, All Black Everything, talking about, 
you know, having nice cars and, you know, clothes, but they're all black. But mm-hmm. he's talking about, like, being surrounded by the void of space. I was like, that is so fucking cool. <laughs> like, I'm just listening to it, like, this is awesome. Like, this is what, like, Deltron 3060, like, should have been. Yeah. You know, where it's just like, wow, you're actually expanding into the idea of, like, just space. And I'm pretty sure this is a black dude, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely a black dude. So... <laughs> I, you know, the album cover was as far as I got, so I was just like, oh, I, I hope that's... I don't know, I assume it is. It's all about the slave <laughs> spiritual shit. I'm assuming it's a black guy who wrote this. So, um... So as I'm listening to it, um... What is it? Uh, uh I get to certain points and I'm like, wow, this is so cool that, like, a black person is making this. And it's just about, like, it's just weird rap music but it has roots in sort of like the experiences of black people, but it expands out into this strange place. And it's like, I wish there was more of this, more of this sort of just like black weirdness, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and just experimentalness and, 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 and pulling from science fiction and stuff like that. Like, it's so cool. Like if you are just a fan of science fiction, just weird shit, you you will love this album. And, and it doesn't go about it in a sort of, um, like, Deltron's first album sort of, like, explores the world. This mm. doesn't really do that. He's stuck in a pod, and that's, like, the whole adventure. Yeah. <laughs> Except for one song where they talk about, like, Grace, the the, the black spiritual later on. Oh, it's yeah, It's mainly yeah. about this guy's singular adventure trying not to lose his mind. And what I love is that there's no real ending to it. No, there really isn't. It's <laughs> just, meh. And in one where, in one sense, I would be like, oh, you know, I feel like story albums never really have a conclusion. You know, it's like a lot of times people do story albums. It never actually like ends anywhere, you know, but with they this usually one, don't know with this one. It works because it's like, I mean, he's still floating. <laughs> it's yeah. just like, oh, no, it ends with a sort of like the album's only like optimistic kind of cheery song the uh the song a better place it's yeah. just like yeah you'll find a better place it's like but but did he find it it's like eh, well man eh, we're not really saying like, <laughs> I mean, maybe I, I i loved how this album started the uh the, like you said the first track the spiritual really is a nice way of setting the tone and kind of letting you know what the underlining theme is going to be here the breach is almost like intro part two because it's 56 seconds, and it, for the most part, is uh, this speed rapping that I love. Like, speed rapping it can be done well, and it can be done really sloppily and shittily. I really like it when I hear speed rapping from, uh, from uh, Clipping or um, David Diggs, because he does it really well, and you can understand what he's, what he's saying yeah, despite yeah. going that fast. And it helps that it's fast, because... There's a sense of urgency. Uh-huh. Like, it's not speed rapping for the sake of speed rapping. It's speed rapping because in this guy's... Like, he's personally racing to breach to get free. So uh-huh. he would be, you know, thinking that fast. And it's like just saying all these yeah. things that are happening. And compared to what Clipping did on their last album that annoyed the absolute shit out of me and they did it on the first release too um they their first track like went and it went and then it just goes it's clipping bitch and then for like the last 30 seconds it's just this 
ear-piercing, like electronic noise and feedback, and it's painful to listen to. And they did it for no goddamn reason. It was just there. And there was another song where it was like speed rapping, speed rapping. It would stop. Then there'd be like five seconds of feedback. Then it would start again. Five seconds of feedback. With this one, the feedback, first of all, isn't as annoying as it used to be. And also, it's there to signify, again, like, all hell breaking loose is what I, is one, yeah, yeah. Uh, one review I read that, like, he's fucking made it. This is the representation of that. Then it goes into all black. And it all, it all flows. Everything is there for a reason. Yeah, and, like, and when you listen to it, like, you know how you reach those points where it's like, uh, I've already heard this, I could skip it, but, like, I didn't want to. Where it's like, no, I know can't. it's only, like, a minute instrumental, but it's just like, but I want to hear it because it fits, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, it, it, it's one of those things where it's like, and there are some songs that, are like, aren't really songs. They're just sort of the interlude freestyles where it's just like. And they're like, all so good. Yeah, I know. And, and I, I, I love how it's sort of distorted. Like, you, you know how, um, remember uh, the, uh, uh, Tyler, the creator, the Cherry Bomb album, where it's just like, the music's really loud and I can barely hear what the rapper's saying. And it's just like, what? <laughs> and like, why should I enjoy <laughs> this? But with this, yeah. like, I get the context of this is a madman rapping to keep himself, give himself a semblance of sanity. And like, you hear it just sort of coming in and out as the, you know, the noise sort of like, works as, like, a metaphor for just, like, the incoherence and the insanity. It's just like, I, I get this. I love it. I absolutely love what he's doing. And so, like, and, and now, like I said, the first time, I didn't get it. It just felt like, why are these noises here? But then, as I began to understand it, I was like, oh, it's a, it's sort of representing him breaking down. It's representing him being a part of this, uh, being in this, uh, uh, in this pod trying to escape. I absolutely loved Break the Glass. That was yeah. possibly... One of my favorite, like, noise rap songs I've ever heard. Yeah. Because it's just, you hear, like, all this whirring and buzzing and clicking and, like, striking and all of this stuff is happening. Sounds like someone's, like, beating up against a, you know, a, a, a thick piece of glass. And it's just like, this sounds so cool because I'm able to visualize exactly where he is in this environment. You know what I'm saying? Like at first, like at first, when you first hear, it's like, is he like on a on a like a weird breaking down bus or something like that? Yeah. <laughs> but, but then you start to understand it, and you're like, oh, okay, so he's, a, oh, that's really cool. And you know, he's talking about like you gotta break the glass. It's time to break the glass. I was like, holy shit, this is so cool. It felt kind of sidetracked by story five, where it was yeah. just like, oh, because well, it's like we're gonna break the glass. Oh, what's gonna happen when he breaks the glass? Here's this other story. Anyway, um, <laughs> it's like, wait, what? Oh, okay. <laughs> if you did, you're you're breaking a pod or a glass of a spaceship. You're getting sucked into space where you die. So it's like, was it just like committing suicide via space, or yeah. like what's happening there? But um, with all black, I gotta go back to that for a sec because the story being told there is so goddamn cool, and it's one of the best. In all of rap, honestly, it's such a goddamn good story. It's basically mm -hmm. your, if a song was written about Dave by the HAL 9000 yeah! <laughs> in 2001 A Space Odyssey, because it is just like this computer, artificial intelligence system talking and rapping about 
what this character is doing. And there was one part on there that fucking stuck with me so much where, like, he asks the computer to play a beat for him so he can, like, rap to it. Yeah. Like, he just wants something to remind him of what he's familiar with and what makes him comfortable. And as this song goes, it's just like, like, he's asking for this, but, you know, I, I can't do anything. So it's just, it, you know, it, it's all black, everything. That's it. Nothing. And then by the end of it, there's this weird line where it's like, um, his love is worth protecting. Let no one fuck with it. It's like, is the fucking robot falling in love with this man? Yeah, it's so weird. It's I like, had no idea wait, what the fuck. What? I was like, what's happening? <laughs> I thought it was so goddamn cool. I, I loved that I didn't know what was happening. Like, you know, like, it wasn't, it wasn't confusing in a way. It was just interesting of like, it's Something's like, going an, on here that yeah, I like, just don't know. Yeah, it's like, here's an element of a story, and maybe there's a complete story somewhere, but I'm just not getting it right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're not going to get another song from that computer, so... Yeah, I know, there's no, like, there's no, like, well, let me explain what I meant by that. It was just like, no, that's just there. And then later on, you see sort of, like, he wants to try to communicate with the computer. Yeah, isn't that where that happens? Where he's just like, it's like, say something to me. I thought we had a relationship or something, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's sort of like, what the fuck? It's crazy. It's so, worth yeah. noting that you said earlier about the whole sci-fi thing that um, this album itself was nominated for a Hugo Award, which is an what? award given for works of science fiction. Holy shit! It didn't win, unfortunately. It lost. Oh, that would to- be so cool. Yeah, uh, it lost to, lost to an episode of something. Um, it lost to an episode of The Expanse. Okay. It, it, it's on, a, it's on the sci-fi channel, and, I, and I've never heard of it. Mm. it. It was up against an episode of Black Mirror, an episode of Doctor Who, and two episodes of Game of Thrones. And it, uh. It didn't come out on top, but I remember one that of the music videos genius, was talked so, like, about, too. An album was in the running against TV shows. Yeah, I'm looking through the past years. I don't think that's ever happened. That's pretty fucking incredible. Well, it's worth it because, good lord, this is good. Like, yeah, man, especially as somebody who was ready to go in and be like, alright, you know, underground rapper trying to be experimental, okay, let's listen to it. And then it's just like, oh my god, this motherfucker just gave me a story. And he yeah. tied it into, like, social commentary and shit. It's just like, Jesus! <laughs> it was so, oh, man, you gotta listen to this, dude. Like, And this isn't one of those things where it's like, well, where's the hot single? You gotta just listen to it. Y- yeah, I mean, I know they made a music video for... One of the songs, I forget which, but I don't even know if I would consider, like, I don't know what I would say would be, like, the leading song. I mean, the, the, one, I, you, the one you would need to listen to is All Black, because it's, like, it's a long song that gives you a good chunk of the story. Like, that's the song that, if you listened to it out of context, you would kind of get a semblance of what the story was. Other songs would be confused, you wouldn't know what's going on, but that one kind of, like, lets you know... But you really just need to listen to the whole thing, for real. I'm going to his um, YouTube channel, which is, like, like for his label or whatever. Oh, yeah. But it's one of those YouTube channels where they just, like, post the whole albums of, like, their artists, uh, you know? Yeah. So I have to keep going back to find it. <laughs> Pissed jeans. All right. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, that's... You're on the Sub Pop YouTube, aren't you? Yeah, that's it. That's the, uh... That's the label. 
I know there's definitely going to be somebody listening who marks out for you referencing Pissed Jeans because they're a fucking Pissed Jeans fan. I, I know Dylan is. We didn't mention this to anyone who might not know about clipping, but dude's in Hamilton. <laughs> oh, yeah, he is. I, I think he's Lafayette. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We didn't even mention that, but yeah, dude kind of went mainstream a little while ago uh-huh. by being in fucking Hamilton, which is, you know, good on you. That's exciting. Definitely. And he was even in uh, the uh, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. He plays a character in that. So, big things happening. I'd love if there was a new clipping album, especially after this one, but I don't know, man. Dude might be too busy. I, I, I mean, I, it, it sounds like something like this would take a while. <laughs> yeah. Something this interesting and intricate. Like, you don't just make that shit, you know? Right, but yeah. yeah. But is fascinating. I absolutely love it. I would give it a five out of five. Five, five yeah. Yeah. Absolutely a five, yeah. Um, this is one of the most essential listens I think I've ever heard on this show. Like, Jesus Christ, listen to this shit. Like, so goddamn good. <laughs> there's one album you need to listen to. Like, let it be this one. I'm glad it got suggested. That's the point of Patreon, man. Like, if there's an album that you love and you think, man... Rap Critic and Muse would love this, or Rap Critic and Muse would fucking hate this. That's what Patreon is for. So if you've got 40 bucks just sitting around and you want to hear us talk about an album of your choosing, it's $40, patreon.com slash rapcritic, or patreon.com slash muse. That, that's all it takes. Man, your name gets added to the list. I know the dude who requested this album asked me just recently, hey, where the fuck is it? Because it was taking a while, mm-hmm. but, you know, you gotta understand... There's a really long waiting period, and it takes a while to get to them. But if you haven't noticed, we've been trying to get a little bit more of these out when there aren't big-name albums being released. We kind of fall back on the Patreon reviews, get those out, uh, some more happy customers along the way. Um, so keep that in mind, too, if there's, a, if there's an album you'd like to hear us talk about, because we're, we're pretty open when it comes to albums. I gotta also remind you guys about the Redbubble before we go. That uh, both of us have got uh, merch we're trying to post online. Uh, as of right now, I've only got some uh, going off podcast stickers going up. I'm going to try to get some individual channel merch up some point in the future also. I know uh, Rap Critic's working on his stuff. He's got a shirt slash every other thing imaginable up because you can just <laughs> choose what you want the logo to be printed on. So we both got a lot of stuff going on. If you're watching on YouTube, I'll put the links in the description uh, to both of our uh, Red Bubbles, so you can check those out. And hell, even if you're listening on uh, SoundCloud, I'll put them in, the, in that description. That about does it for this week's episode of the Going Off Podcast. Thank you very much for checking us out. All of our old episodes are on SoundCloud, for the time being, and iTunes. If this is your first time listening, uh, you can subscribe to iTunes and get all the new episodes when they're posted. They're also posted on YouTube every Saturday morning. Uh, You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Patreon, Redbubble now. Uh, See what we're up to. Help us out if you got a little extra money sitting around and you want to help us out because that that YouTube ad revenue, not looking too good these days. (laughs) It is not promised to tomorrow. (laughs) No, it certainly is not. So there are definitely other avenues you could help us out. And uh, until next time, for the Going Off Podcast, I'm Muse. And I'm Rap Critic. And remember... Report racism at work or play.